closes his card. He's like, you know, Mike, you've been using the same jokes every time. <laughs> and, okay, here, here we go. Here's the star of the show. Now you would say, oh my God, fucking Penguin's henchman escaped Batman. But he actually had, he's a captain and this is appropriate where his ship is named the Frolic. Yeah. And he's wearing a sailor's hat. And he's got a sailor's uh, sweater that has the name of the boat. So this is very on the on the up and up. What's well, not he on the up? Talks in plural. The royal we, yeah. Oh, funny. I was just about to get to that, but yeah, uh, he, we have just landed. So he always refers to himself in the royal royal we, and that was our wife uh, when he talks about me. He also calls every woman the lily white. Yeah, that's this right. Is, a little off-putting because you know lily whites is, is a coded word in america it's like you know exclusion of black people or it's used to say it's a willy willy like neighborhood but it was a code so it's weird hearing him say it but let's listen to his crazy voice now i know this guy uh, he's famous for two reasons carl he was terrific. I actually haven't seen him. There's two directors, British directors, Emmerich, uh, shit, Michael Powell, and fucking, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Emmerich Pressburger. That's right, Pressburger. And I saw The Red Shoes, fantastic movie about a dancer who gets these magic shoes that make her dance and dance and dance. And then they lost their career when they did a film called Peeping Tom, okay. which is about a, a guy who kills women while filming them. He like his tripod has a knife, and that movie destroyed their career. They had a very distinguished career. They had a string of three great movies starring the captain in this uh -huh. film. And by the way, I'm going to play the audio when he's anytime he gets to a piano, we got to hear the whole thing. But um, the song he plays. Yeah, well, he gives these speeches. Uh, he did the life and death of Colonel Blimp. I know where I'm going, and a matter of life and death. Those are the three big Michael Powell, Emery Pressburger movies he did. So he's famous for that. He, uh, you know, he lived a while. He he was too young for the Royal Air Force, uh -huh. so he actually worked, you know, doing some mission stuff. But he he was in tons of shit, and I think in the seventies he kind of petered off uh, his last acting role. Okay, here we go. There's a boat and the piano. There's a piano and a boat. Mm -hmm. Weird. It's, a, it's an upright, so it makes more sense. This reminds me of uh, the Hateful Eight when they give that big speech and the guy's playing the piano behind it. Oh, right. Oh, they, he's on TV. Yeah. He is. With ourselves. Now, there was a television in the old man she was interviewing's office which i was surprised about because this is 1951. They, well they had tv in the 40s oh i didn't you know, know that i thought it was a fifth maybe it came became big in the 50s it became it became more affordable you know i mean uh -huh. it was early adopters in the 40s gotcha. but it, it existed uh so what's interesting about this movie carl if you remember it is that he does these elaborate speeches on his piano, upright piano in his boat, and yeah. it's glorious. And at one point, he confronts his wife in her her landlocked house, his ex his ex wife, 
and there's a piano there, and he just I think he's talking to the husband. There's an just, organ. Yeah, he just kind of sits himself in front of it and starts playing while telling the story. It's great. Ah, here now, we but go. Remember this. Tell the audience yes. what he was saying while he was playing just last time. What we just heard? He was giving a story about the fish that got away. It's the story of a sailor and the love for the sea and the love for a woman and what's calls, what call they hear and what call they follow. Basically, Holly was a lily white, and we loved her. He, she was our wife. Yeah. But, you know, the sea beckons, and off he goes on the frolic, and he leaves her, and she married a guy who we will fucking see. Yeah. Fucking crazy movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, this crazy farmer that they he's going to chase these guys off with a pitchfork. He was and a right military now, man at the time. Now, this is a great scene, Carl, because these bureaucrats show up, and they're all bootleggers. And the guy goes, would you like some brandy? I mean, uh, beer. Would you like beer? Uh, no brandy. They on the Andy Brady. Oh yeah, that's right. All right. So those two, uh, pro the two bureaucrats were talking about how they don't like this guy. He's a bit chill, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna browbeat this Coast Guard into revealing the truth of uh, of uh, bootlegging. He's like, it must be really hate your job, right? It must really fucking sucks looking at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like. But he it. doesn't like so English though. Yeah. Well, he's trying to be aggro, right? Like he's like Captain America in this. Let's take a listen. Is there anything wrong? Wrong? You seem rather angry. You seem rather angry. Well, boring, I would say. Sitting alone here all day, you get a little well So it's the classic, like, he's trying to get information about it. Basically, they're going to, they do this wild goose race, right? These bureaucrats, and they have nothing of it until the second act. And they show up and they go, what's all this then? Yes. And this has to do with us. And that's when the trouble fucking knocks off. But everything is crazy in this movie. Like, I, look, I have to say, like, everybody in this film is a genuine character. Like, it's not he just Walter. What a marvelous door. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's like the character of Don't dawdle. Yeah. Well the uh, no, here's another thing too. Like this director, Nigel Twist, by the way, the uh the last scene in this movie, what a twist ending, Carl. Mm -hmm. The director uh, the twist ending? I don't think so. You yeah, it was it was directed by Nigel Twist. <laughs> what a twist ending. Okay. <laughs> classic, classic twist ending. Thought coming. Now they're saying that this used to be one thing about this area. It was water, right? It was ocean. Uh -huh. Yeah. And basically, these guys are very dismissive because the marsh people, these marsh people, uh, basically they made their income by building a wall to block the ocean, and then claim the land. Right. the The ocean receded, and all this wet marshy land was left behind, and yeah. so they walled it off so the sea couldn't come back in. Right, and then they kept the land. And they're saying, hey, I see a bunch of cows on here, but, you know, you need to grow some fucking potatoes. Oh, that's what he says to the other guy. You could grow potatoes, but eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Too starchy. Eh. Well, why is it an agricultural problem? Starchy. <laughs> now, all right, this is why I like this movie. You present the pitchfork, 
and some bureaucrats. That guy. And they ran be... into where the bulls are, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, they run through it in those suits. But yeah, you gotta have the farmer chase them with a bull. If you fucking bring a bull, you know, bull fork, bull, bull pork, fork, bull fork, pitchfork, pitchfork. Yeah, look at them run. Uh, that they used to keep their potatoes in this bunker, and it was like a really, it was starchy bunker. <laughs> uh, I like that. Look at them. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then we get the big reveal. There's his wife. Polly. No, it's not a reveal. We're just meeting some farmer and his wife. But, but we hear their names. They're like, oh, shit. These are, this is the couple that the captain was talking about. By the way, I have to say, let's talk about Polly, his love of his life. She steals this movie. Her name is Vita Hope. And I will show you. Well, actually, she hasn't been introduced yet. That was the neighbor. But when she shows up, she scratches her ass, Carl, and we got to call out that, okay? Okay. Like, you know, when you wake up, you stress. How do you wake up when you're on the when the camera's playing? Yeah. You get yeah. up, you scratch her ass. She does it, and it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> when she sees the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's married to the director, Nigel Twist. Oh. She died in a horrible car accident in 63 while they were still married. That's uh, too bad. They were in a turnabout, and she crashed into a lorry. Okay, that's a that's a, a truck in. Uh... Yeah, and a roundabout is a roundabout in England too. Or what do they call it? Car what are the round circle roundabout? Now, anyway, so they're saying like I told this reporter, and she's like, "Oh, she's uh, Tom's son, a uh, daughter. She's all right. A real marsh girl, don't you know?" There we go. That's my favorite line. A real marsh girl. I don't think we'll have any trouble with her. <laughs> Well, they have uh, they still got another load, and they're like, "Well, we can keep it and let these bureaucrats go." And they're like, "Fuck it, let's just take it." So they're gonna go and take the the booze. Now they're accelerating their 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 bootlegging run, but the problem is that the weather's not great. No, the weather is not great. Now the thing is, he's like he's like. This reporter snooping around, and now we got these bureaucrats. We better quit. We better just stop being a smuggler. We can do it later. You keep calling it bootlegging. They don't call it that. But then he goes, yeah, but we got the last shipment. It's it's out there on the ocean right now. And he's like, well, that won't do. Of course. We, okay, the this will be the last one. Yeah. Now, I have to say, like, their voyage is fantastic, right? Like, fantastic was, voyage? It, I, it would that. be. Oh, I never, god damn it, I need a fucking word of day calendar. <laughs> right? That would really make a, a excellent adventure. God damn it, I need to, uh. Here's Richard. So he's like, what are you going to do now? And he's, he's like, you should settle down and get married. And she's like, oh, phooey. <laughs> now, you know, she... they never get together in this film. And no, graph the whole film. They're gonna get together. I feel like more like she's one of the guys. Like she is a Marsh girl, mm -hmm. is in on it, and that she uh, helps them. You know, against the, the, the all the cops that show up and all the bureaucrats, she's in on it. Like even at the end, she does her part, which is right when she's glug glug glugging. Yeah, she's doing her part. Yeah, I really think I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but I really think that this movie has a bad ending 
it, it's really okay. Well, let's uh, let's after the scene, let's talk about the ending because this is All a right. great scene. All right. It basically, uh, they have a three-hour tour, and uh, <laughs> the tour is for the SS Minnow. Yeah, which may be lost. So here he is again. Like during these scenes, my big toe started to thump. Like my sailor uh, eye started to turn red because I know a bad storm's a brewing, and that's what they're saying. You know, we don't like the cut of the storm; it's a brewing. And one thing I have to say, I love about these sailor dudes is that they have all this booze in there. And they know that they may not win out against this storm, right? This perfect storm might kick their ass. So what do they do? They pull out a fucking, they pull out a corkscrew. And they're like, fuck it, dude. This stuff might be damaged. We might be damaged. We need to finish it off. Yeah, that's and right. And that plays into the movie. Like, that's basically what this movie is about. It's like, uh, instead of getting rid of it. that brandy? It was some. Napoleon, right? Napoleon brandy. Right, right, right. It's real Napoleon. Uh, we need. A corkscrew. Yeah, right away, uh, Captain. And they get shit-fucked. Like, they yep. get so fucking drunk in this movie during The Perfect Storm. It reminds me when I saw The Perfect Storm. I actually was drinking at the time. Uh -huh. And I passed out, and I woke up, and it was like a storm. Perfect. Yeah, storm. Plug Hello. Plug. You're listening to the BBC uh, Yeah, which Ocean. says... Don't go sailing today, dumbass. Yeah. Now, these guys, they all survive, which is remarkable during this stuff. They fucking get shit-faced loaded. So this is fancy brandy. Glug, glug, glug. Take one down. You know, Pass I put up... Down. Did I ever tell you the time I got angry? Because I, I put up 99 bottles of beer on my wall. 99 bottles of beer? Yeah. And then uh, these guys were singing a song, and I got really pissed off at it. I'm like, you better not. I just put them up there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't deplete my stock. Coming up next, Jeeves and Worcester get into a trouble. You're listening to BBC Marshland. Do do do. So now they're on the shore, worried about. Now I think it's probably a film. Film, but um, I don't know. That's just lightning. Oh, you know what you think? It is probably a screen drop. Yeah, I, I, no, but see how it's lightninging and it's still shining on them. Maybe it is. Yeah. Well, this is definitely a backdrop. Unless they went to the ocean. Now these guys are getting drunker and drunker. Tee hee, tee hee. But I really like the attitude of this movie. It's like instead of wasting it, get drunk now. Yeah. Like, if it's gonna spoil, eat it. And that's what they do. They get fucking drunk. And then when the, at the end of the movie, when the situation is that they have to get rid of all this booze, the right. town pitches in. Yeah, see, that's – okay, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. the whole movie – okay, the third act – see, is it really time to talk about this yet? I mean, our well, audience isn't with us at the third act. I'll tell well, you as we go along. Okay, but, I mean, basically things are going to escalate. These bureaucrats are going to get wind of this uh, smuggled booze. Yes. Also, they claim, and the boat's going to be, well, we won't even get to that point, but the boat's in peril. And the new position of the boat means that to cover their ass, they say, oh, we have this liberty. Look at him still drinking. I love it. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he's fucking pulling off. Oh, we should listen to his voice. This guy, like, the moment this guy, Richard, started talking and acting in this movie, I was like, who's Richard Purden? <laughs> yeah, right. 
He just he completely takes over this movie. Yeah, look at them. They're fucking about to die. They're just drunk and crazy. So the point was the ship is probably gonna wreck or something, so we should get rid of the booze, and then they decide not to get rid of it. Well, yeah, we always deliver, right? Doesn't they say yeah, that? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a lot of money if they don't deliver. It's a lot of money, but they also know that this might be their last fight, so they're drinking it. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting, like the first time I've see, I seen this movie three times, and the first time I saw this, I thought Burden was on the boat. And it oh. wasn't until I saw them on the marshlands, huh. and Burden's like, oh, there's the weather. The guy, That's what I mean. Like, this movie doesn't lend itself to Richard Burton being great. No, he has a role and he does it really well. Like, you really do think he's a. a now, what uh, is he hearing right now? Oh, right. Help! 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 I'm stuck in a shed. I don't get it. But okay. this one, this one scene, I don't really get. But I guess he's still snooping around or something. He kind of says like, "You dumb girl" to her, but he helps her out. Yes, he's a, he's pretty nice to her. Yeah, I don't know why they don't hook up. I know that's one of the things in which I don't like about this movie is that the ending is that it telegraphs to us we're going to have a romance. These two like. Uh, I wouldn't say they don't like each other or at odds, but they are a little bit. She's he's like, you're a snooper. I don't like that. Right. But meanwhile, they respect each other as well. She does. She never writes the report. No, that's why I don't think no her dad writes the newspaper because the dad would be like, "Ixnay on my past life." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I think it's like she knows the full story about this smuggling ring, but she's not going to tell it because she's from the area. She's a right. marsh girl. Right. Lily White Marsh girl, no trouble from her. Yeah, Lily White. You tell the Lily White. Oh, we don't like that. Here, the minnow could be lost. Look how drunk he is. (laughs) And you know what's strange? He has such a big fat face in this movie. And (laughs) I looked him up. You know, I'll tell you what. What else he's famous for? Which is his fucking family tree. But. I looked him up, and I see him in the Blimp movie. I see him in his other roles, and he has, like, a young, distinct face. He's got uh-huh. a beard. Like, he definitely changed his – his appearance changed in this one. Okay, so the other thing he's known about – All right, wait. Here we're, aren't we going to have the ass scratch scene? Oh, uh, I'm not up to that yet. So he passed out. I might be a couple seconds behind you. There she is. Beat a hope. Yeah. Look at this. Classic Carl. Wakes up, yawns. A little bit of stifle. Ah, get your feet bearing. Here it comes. The best part of the movie. Scratch your butt. Yeah, scratch your hair. Figure it out. Get up. Get some air. Scratch, 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 scratch. Look at that. Boat in your front lawn. Yeah. Classic. Du- oh, she does the double take. She says, There's a boat in the front yard. There's a boat in the front yard. Look at that. She doesn't register, goes back to bed. Yes. Yeah, nothing. There's a ship in the duck pond. There's a ship in the duck pond. They survived. Now, our hero, our uh, the guy who talks in plural, he does a yeah. pretty good I'm waking up job, too. 
Oh, and they, they're hungover too, so they have to do the hungover part. They got maroon. Their ship was flying. He goes, right rear rudder! Rear rudder! Right, well, because we hear the ship, right? You hear that noise? That's the ship still running. Still going. All right, I'll push it back. And then the those poor ducks. ducks are quacking up. All those ducks are dead. I ate them afterwards. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> now, this guy's completely unrealistic. Get your boat out of my duck pond. How's he supposed to do that? He's just throwing dominance, I guess. But no, there's no way. And then this becomes the. Then this movie kicks into gear with its uh, parody. He shoots at it. Bang, bang. Where's yeah. the fucking bullet hole? Stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking hug over. Oh, we got I hear say it. that. What's the idea of putting a boat hey. in my duck pond? It's not deep enough. Wow, we've seen your face before. But he's still too drunk to notice. Here we go, fucking dumbass ship captain, ship guy. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Bill? How do we get here? That problem is at present occupying our attention, Fred. It would appear that we are marooned. <laughs> <laughs> he says a little captain jump, right? The sailor, the sailor jumps out of the thing. He's doesn't understand why there's not water around him. All right. Now here she is. She sees her husband. Is that her? No, that's her friend. Vita's kind of has more of a figure to her. Uh-huh. All right. They did it. They're done. Oh, look. Bernard didn't realize he's on stage. Right. He, uh, he has some drinking stories in this documentary. I believe it. I believe it. So he was drinking with his father, his real father, and they had Boilermakers, which is an American drink, which is a shot followed by a pint of beer. And uh, I said, Dad, would you like a Boilermaker? It's usually uh, vodka or whiskey. And he said, how about a shot of rum? So my father and I have some rum and uh, followed by a pint of beer. And at the end, he said, oh, those Americans. What a clever race. <laughs> like the French are a peculiar That's race. That's what he said. Because movie. his father woke up and all his ailments disappeared. His lifelong ailments were gone after that night of drinking with his son, From Richard. From makers? And he said, Americans, what a clever race for creating the Boilermaker. All right, so, yeah, we're getting into the whole, like, bureaucrats that come a pile in and on. Now, right? because this was a cop, like a local cop. Yeah, right? local cop. But what they're going to say is that because the boat is from their area, which is covered by the Liberty, right? The, they can get a slipway built and get the boat back in and have the farmer pay for it by having the boat being declared owned by back to the Liberty. Right. So this goofy ass guy who's going to bring his, who's going to leave to get a sandwich and a, and a stool. Yeah, the guy with the hat. The guy with the hat. Okay, so here's the first guy. Now, I like this fucking cop a lot. The farmer's saying, I have these trespassers. And the 
captain knows exactly what's happening. He says, you have trespassers? Well, we should maybe you should talk to me about it. And what he does is that he's the, this cop squares away all of the, the farmer's problems, right? Like he has a bigger scheme that the farmer doesn't realize, and it'll come up in a second. But that's the first time we meet him. And here's Polly. Now here's look. the hope. All right, well, her reaction is priceless. Yeah, it's so good. Here we go. <laughs> what an actress, man. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at our face. Just by Anarchist, we are the object of considerable amusement. Who is it? Lily White, by the name of Polly. He seems to know you. He should. He is our wife. <laughs> How could you hate a guy like that? She said, "He is our wife." I say that. Okay, here's Colonel Get Gill. Get bored. Oh, he goes ahoy! That's another thing that made me laugh. Yeah, because they're on land and he's going ahoy. <laughs> All right, so they're divvying things up. They realize that the only way they can make this happen is that they're not going to pay for it. They're going to make the farmer pay for it. By declaring this ship owned by the Liberty by no, the area. Wait, but wait, wait, you're forgetting yeah. the blackmail part. Who's blackmailing whom? Okay. Polly ran away from our hero here. Yeah. They were married. They were married. And she went off with uh, the military guy, the farmer, the pitchfork guy. Yeah. But that's, you see, they were married, so they never got divorced. So he can't legally be married to her. So that is the blackmail. He goes in there, he plays the organ, he plays right. the piano. We had a wife by the name of Polly. He left us for a certain quartermaster sergeant. Quartermaster sergeant, that's it. You don't mean a party we do. We do. God. These things are in the stars. Here we go, he's playing the fucking Frank piano. I love it. Always the same song. It's so great. To yeah, same song. When a ship finds itself in a foreign port without the means to proceed elsewhere, the master is permitted to borrow money ashore from any party on security of the ship and its company. Okay, so they're getting to the nitty gritty. Of right. In yeah. addition, they're going to get it financed through some maritime law. Okay. But to do that, they need to have the their neighborhood, the, the Liberty, declare it. Right. And meanwhile, there's going to be... But aren't they still in the Liberty Charter? Aren't they still... They That's, are. They... You know, it took me a second to figure that out. I think because they're going to have Charter Day nearby, and all the townspeople are hip to the smuggling. I think it is. I think, but I think, I think like... The Quartermaster Pitchfork guy lives in the marsh. And the water was so high, they went over the wall. Yeah. And then when the water receded, they were landlocked. They were stuck. Yeah. Marooned. Oh, I see the marooned. They were considerable. <laughs> Look, there's a chess game on a boat. Do you think that would, wouldn't that slide all around? Well, we saw a boat movie that took place in Sausalito. Do you remember that hippie movie? 
you're my mom and she said meep meep and she ran off oh with that yeah. sunflower they did live on a boat that was they lived on landlocked flowers no flowers sunflowers something like that wildflowers yeah. what was Wildflower. it i liked the movie you know but it was also them but this is this is like an active boat right like this has like he's on the, he's every day he's smuggling every day i'm smuggling every day i'm smuggling <laughs> ah here comes the blackmail Fucking for all his bluster there he is as the quartermaster i love these details like, everybody is fully formed in this movie everyone has a personality that you could pull out of We understand one another very well. We. Yes. Here he goes. Oh, a piano. Well, it's an organ, you see. That's the difference. And there's no mirror where you can look at yourself. Once we do a fella like you, look like you, talk like you. Actually, pretty much the same. He was a soldier of sorts, a kind of quartermaster sergeant. Kind of? He took a fancy to a certain lily white known to us. He's getting so black. He got what he wanted, and the lily white listened. Left a deeply devoted husband. Ah. Right. To tell you the truth, we were not quite so mortified as some folks thought we should ought to have been. No man. God damn it! Just him on the piano and this character is. Oh, it just elevates this movie. It's just everything becomes so much better. So now this guy is committed through blackmail to creating the boat slip uh, to get them back into the water. Right. Which, you know, honestly, it seems like such a ridiculous claim. And uh, now he's going to get breakfast. Well, his wife is going to gleefully, happily serve him breakfast. Like, she is very happy to see him. Yeah. Right? Well, she does have that really good heart-to-heart -heart where she's like, you're leaving again, aren't you? Although it was her who left. I found, thought that was interesting. Yeah. Look how happy she is to give him. Ah, here we go. Here Fucking, we go. Yeah, so, here we go. Love Fucking Napoleon. wild. This guy is a, is a, I don't know his sports term, but he's the most valuable player in this movie. Like, he definitely comes up and delivers. Ahoy! <laughs> you want it? It's really funny how the young guy treats him. Let's yes. listen. I'm the bailiff sergeant. Down again? The bailiff sergeant. I seize vessels on behalf of the council of the corporation. Oh. Oh, you do, do you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Liverpool accent or something, too. Well, if you really yeah. want to know, it started with Henry III. Well, look, you go back to Henry and tell him to find his own business. I know his face. Uh, he did. When he's older, he's a famous actor. I know his face. You know, I did not look up anything. He kind of looks like the guy from uh, Hogan's Heroes, uh, Bob Crane. I can see that, but it, but, but. He does have a look. I didn't look. I, you know, I focused on on uh, Richard Honor, uh, Richard Burden, and uh, the director and the writer. 
Vernon, you know, like he, he in this documentary from '65, at one point he moves to Hollywood, and he actually, I think, he moved to Switzerland. To be honest with you, uh huh, for tax reasons. He was married to Cyril, I think her name was, and then uh, he met her in his first movie, and of course, things changed. He was supposed to be in Camelot. And the producers of Cleopatra paid out the producers of Camelot to make sure Burton wouldn't do the movie. So he would oh. do this. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying, like, oh, <clears throat> is, the thing is, they don't want them to know about the booze. They don't want anyone on this ship. So he says, like, uh, he realized the guy doesn't wants to guard it. He's like, well, can I get my sandwich and a, a chair? He's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he says, as a matter of fact, you should do it right now. Do it right now. Okay, now these guys from the car, here we go. They're about to leave the movie until they see this. Yeah. That's a jerk. Here, they're going to say it right here we go. You know, Fishwick, I wish I liked Perot better. Right? He's a little too cold. Perot, the the aggressive American at, like asshole, he's gonna do that shtick to these guys too, and it's gonna fail. So they're gonna switch the 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 crates into the fish crates and then move out the booze. Done and done. Done and done, and that's how they get away with it. Okay, so I think I'm wrong. This guy, that guy, I knew his face. His name is Brian Forbes. Yeah, and he was in. Um, the Guns of Navarone, um, but he, he's not the guy I was thinking of. I know who it is now, and I just see his face. But never mind; it doesn't. It's not him. So no worries. Okay, so now we're trying to get rid of the booze before right. the bureaucrats come. It seemed to us to be more practicable than. Which is crazy because that bulldog of a of a Ministry of Fishery guy, yeah. he fucking gets on the boat. Like he actually bulldogs his way onto the boat yep. and he's like telling Bernard to open up the hatch. Yeah, that, yeah. Which hatch? Hatch. Hatch. I don't What's a hatch? Is that a I'm afraid it's a bit stuck. Oh, I must stand up from the hatch first. So he's like, You've got to get out of here. There's alcohol here. You get implicated. Yeah. Because I'm not leaving. I brought you a tomato sandwich. Which is really nice. And interesting, they talk potatoes and tomatoes. Potato, tomato, in this movie. Interesting. Yeah, I did you my say research. Potato, I say tomato. Oh, you know what, Carl? I was going to single out. There's one scene in this movie, and I think we we missed it already. Oh, where they're at the colonel's uh, house and they're planning out a scheme of what to do. Right. He had the squeakiest fucking shoes. I was going to call myself out and say, Whoa. play up the. I was going to play the audio on it, but I just missed it. But you could hear him squeaking his shoes around in this movie. <laughs> All right, here comes the next guy. Yeah. Now, where's he from again? Like, he's not the. There's a okay. smart sergeant who. I'm who's not sure help. because they are hiding from him, but he seems like he's part of the marshes. Oh no, he's he's a maritime guy. Oh, oh, he's from he's Salvage. Who always has the cold? Oh no, here's the guy with the cold. The cold. I think that guy is from the Salvage. He wants to take the boat. Wait, he's got no teeth. He's the guy who was walking. Was walking oh, the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard. Yeah. Right. Right. But they, he does a double take. 
The bureaucrat goes, you mean smuggling? And they cut to him and his teeth falls out. All right, they're almost there. Don't pull my leg. Okay, now this guy shows up with his chair. <laughs> I got here first. I just came back from my stool. <laughs> so it's three separate bureaucratic organizations. Yeah. And they're all sort of fighting for jurisdiction. Yeah. And now the ladder's gone. Oh, man. Oh, this is, all right, this is one of my favorite scenes. He brought food. So this guy brought food and coffee and a chair. And he's sitting in the tent. He's the only one. Well, I think he's going to forget the reason. Oh, this guy is snoring so loudly. He can't stand it. So he gets up away from the snoring guy. The snoring guy opens his eyes. See, he hates him. That's the salvage guy. That's the Coast Guard guy. The Coast Guard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to turn away from this guy. He's like, they're turned away. I could drink the asshole's coffee. They were brought enough for one. Right? Like, this prick brings his own food, and these guys are starving. Thank God he had enough chairs. <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? How'd they get chairs? I mean, I only brought one chair. No, he brought, he brought a couple, multiple chairs. Oh. He's about to drink his coffee. <clears throat> what happened? Okay, I think the squeaking is the next scene. Here we go. Listen okay. to his squeaking. Right. She got this fucking liquor cabinet. Wow, nice and hidden. Is it prohibition? You mean the face the whole time. What do you do with liquor? You drink it. Drink it. My old cargo? Well, that's the run. Yeah, that's the. Well, his shoes were squeaking. So they come up. They have to drink all the booze on the. Yep, before the bureaucrats find it. That's the rub. Yeah, we have to get the town people drunk. Look at this tiny little glass. For a lily white. Well, it's brandy. It's like really fancy shit. They just glug it down. <laughs> brandy galore. Oh, brandy galore. Good one. All of my colleagues were assaulted by this man, Bainbridge, in the execution of their duties. Do you wish to prefer a charge, sir? Now, isn't that the cop who brings them warrants? Yeah, he he pays a mine here, right? He's still eating his lunch. They leave. He picks up the phone and he calls the colonel. And so the colonel says, he pretends what... to be on their side. He's just doing his job. And then once they leave, he calls up the colonel and says, what am I going to do? Colonel gives him the order. He follows through. Like, okay. he's, not showing his, he's not showing his hand, but he's definitely... Like, here we go. I mean, it sounds like he's going to follow up with these guys. And then he gets a call and he's just like, calls the colonel. The colonel says, fuck with these guys. He's like, all right. Look how old timey it is. Yeah. I know. And they have televisions back then. What the fuck? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, there's the ducks from the uh, title card. There's their little camp. Yeah, so funny. And they all hate each other. Like, it's just funny, the personalities of these characters. Yeah. They don't, they didn't need to do that. <laughs> well, they're, they're camped out there, too. They sleep in their boat all night. Look, he, he, they're, they're mopping the swap in the deck. Well, they have their duties. It doesn't matter if it's not on water. It does matter. They're, they're boat. <laughs> Breakfast, Cedric. 
Cedric! Cedric! <laughs> okay, white power. He did the okay sign. That means white power? Yeah. Carl, where have you been? I guess not in the <laughs> movement. All right, now this guy, he's got his orders. He says, oh, Mr. Bridget, we'll have a little chat. Yeah, hey, I figured everything out. Everything is okay. I got it. Because it seems like the, the cop's going to kick the boat out, right? Like the farmer wants the boat out. And uh, he talks to him. He's like, I got everything. Don't you worry. I have it set. Well, he says, like, I have paperwork that'll make these guys trespassers. Come on down and sign the papers. But it sounds can... like the boat people. Like, I, I can make the boat people trespassers. But in fact, he makes the, all the bureaucrats trespassers on his land. Right. And that kind of screws the quartermaster, I remember now. Yeah. Well, it also, yeah, it screws the quartermaster, but it screws all the bureaucrats. You know, like. Certainly. Yeah, look at this town. Great car. Yeah. Hello, lover who I will never be lovers with. Come on, yeah. look at this whole movie is setting them up to be a couple. I was drinking three bottles a day, and I, my friend Richard, that's your third bottle. Maybe you should take a blood test. So you, I used the name X. It was anonymous. And they said, ooh. Right, he wants to keep it anonymous, so he goes into an interview and blabs about it. The results came back to if this man, this anonymous man, lives like this, he will only live for two more weeks. All right, now here comes the cop. Cop fucking, and he's got a new pitchfork. Here's all our bureaucrats. We have a pitchfork on farmer. Yeah, get off me land. Well, he wants the, the ship off the duck pond. Oh, right, he's now got his pitchfork. Pitch yeah, but it's got four prongs now instead of two. It is a new pitchfork. Maybe they're disposable. Like once you chase after somebody with it, you got to throw it away. <laughs> they're disposable. Yeah. Let me Give me my pitchfork. Here you are, dear. I used that one. Okay, so here's the ducks. They're drunk. Oh, I. These might be cooked, or at least our ducks are pickled. Look at the bubbles coming out of them. Like, that's I what love... when you drink. Don't you think as a British child, you'd be laughing in the aisles when you said Yes! And they push on his stomach and the bubbles come out. That's hilarious. A cruelty. Look, it's in slow motion, so they look drunk. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to get some fries and cook the duck fat. Is dressed. Yeah, right, he's got a suit on. But for what? Well, he is on land. He's not a sailor today with his T-shirt. He's a... Here's the, here's the alpha male again. Okay, now, this is what I thought was the movie fart. Obviously, the boat, they're getting yeah. rid of the smuggled goods by pouring it in the water. So he's taking a sample of the water because the ducks are drunk. He's going to bring it to the chemist straight away. Right. And get it analyzed, and they're going to find alcohol in it. I thought that was the movie fart. Like no, at but the, the end, that's gonna. Thought, it pays off. I think it pays off absolutely. At the end, when they get the results, is the funniest thing I've seen. Now she's helping. Now don't be help us. Funny, but it's not a payoff. You okay, see? he. Oh, let's talk about it. So they're going to be stuck in court. Right? They're going to keep them in court all day while the town people drink the booze, 
This is all on purpose. So they're going to talk dithery do. It's the old Southern judge who blathers on and on while Burt Reynolds drinks all the hooch. Uh, Jerry Reed. But he, uh, you get the results. They get a telegram. And they open up the envelope and they pass it to the three bureaucrats, look at it. And then the audience finally gets to look at it. And it's the result of that water test. Yes. And it says 94% H2O, 1% sodium, 1% dithery do. And the last percent is alcohol. Yeah. Brand. Like it's so obvious that it is 100% alcohol. Okay. But you see, what happens to make a movie good in the end is expectation for the audience. So this movie sets us up. We've got to keep the bureaucrats occupied with the judge while we right. drink all the pooch. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what the movie delivers to us. That's exactly what happens. But when there's usually a movie fart, like the chemist report, and now he can hold up the chemist to the judge and say, this proves there's alcohol, and that leads to a final battle. They thought they were cool. Yeah, but the joke, the joke is they, they, they undercut it. They, it's corruption to the core, and they can't get away with it. The town is lying, flat-out lying to them. They're just gaslighting them, and that's the joke. the hatch open he's about to do it and then here comes the cop he's like oh about time we were just about yeah about time indeed i'm about to serve you papers yeah you are yeah. trespassing what but it was really close alpha dog almost got it yep nice scene in which she's like are you really leaving yeah. this movie does not deliver a proper third act well as soon as we have procured a slippery a few stout lobbies chain tackle 20 fathoms of good rope all of which your mr bainbridge has so obligingly agreed to provide we are for them all we shall be forsaking hard liquor until a frolic is afloat again. Cedric. Yes, my dear? You're sure you really want to go away? That is our declared intention. Uh, oh, here goes uh, Portnery Green. I think Portnery Green and the Abodale Marsh are just two different areas, and that marsh is covered by the Liberty. I don't know. I guess they're all covered by the Liberty. Signs the charter. 
And there's their actor playing King Henry. Now, if this was an Adam Sandler movie, King Henry would be played by Rob Schneider. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Arthur Fonzarelli would have been the captain. Yeah, I would have, and I would have seen it. Well, yeah, so they're celebrating. So King Henry's there. Henry, I mean, Henry III. 12, 1200s, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, wait, they said like 500 years ago or something. What yeah, maybe it's like 500 years ago. There's these the judge who we really haven't met yet. Yeah, it's weird how they introduce these characters. We, we hear about Mr. Bainbridge, and then suddenly we're involved in Mr. Bainbridge. We see the judge here in the parade, and then he's going to be the, the he's like, I like movies that have a third act new character. I know it's not good. I just kind of enjoy not that Hollywood rules, but it's so you know, it, it's it's ballsy. It's always ballsy to introduce a, a new character at the end of the movie. Yeah. See, the thing is, when you introduce your new characters, it's usually in the second act, and they're all characters to help the hero or be against the hero. When you introduce a character in the third act, the audience feels a little cheated, like it was tacked on. You know, that's just a I always feel like that character needs to be like becomes the main character. Like he, his absence was the point. You know, like complements the movie. Like, you know, it's a funny scene. This scene, they're basically going to just uh, uh, what's it, filibuster? Yeah, they're going to delay the judges while they drink the booze yeah. and get rid of the evidence. And what's funny about this is that oh, here here's the results coming in. I guess uh, no, the funny about it, these guys are like. No, not for a while. We won't get the chemist report for a while. The bureaucrats' faces on this is like they completely get what's going on. They're bureaucrats. They understand what bureaucratic hell they're stuck in. Yeah. And it's just like this resign, like they just yeah. can't get out of it. You know, they all know it's hooey. These guys, maybe not so much. Yeah. Reading the charges. Yeah. And there's honor. Was she there as a reporter? Is she reporting? Yes, but she's sneaking out now because she's probably going to tell them they're occupied. It's time to drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She came out and gave the signal. Anna. Yeah, so Richard Burton, like, he was in one of the worst, like, Golden Turkey Awards. uh, Yeah. Called him the worst actor. Really? This is like 1980, 1979. They listed uh, Exorcist 2, the, the Heretic, as like the second worst movie following Plan 9 from Outer Space. He's in that famously. I went onto Amazon Prime. I typed in Richard Burden, and they have a movie called Obsession, a take on Lolita. It's about a schoolgirl falling in love with a 60-year-old man, and it stars Richard Burden. Okay. Wow. From 1980. I was like, uh... But he's in plenty of bad movies. Oh, they're singing their little song. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, you want to get fucked up? Henry III's like, you know I do. You know I do, because I'm not really Henry at all. I'm the Burger King uh, mascot. That's right. 
Well, Richard Burton and like uh, Elizabeth Taylor, them that documentary had some prime footage from '65, but they were just like a freak show. Remember Boom? We saw Boom. Yeah, right. Really good. But who is the director who's like, if he did, if you don't like it, I I don't even respect you. Who's that guy? He oh. was the director who did uh, the woman who is always in drag. Uh, not well, John, it's a Water, guy. John Waters. Yeah, John Waters. You think of Divine. Polyester. And... Yeah. Oh, look, hey, we get odds. Away get odds. There's a maypole. There, Everybody's there in the house. Yeah, uh, you're right. Maypole, maypole. But in the video from for Safety Dance, they have maypoles. Yeah. Yeah. We, All right. Now we yeah, got to write down for this episode to do the Safety Dance one. Sure. Oh, we song. just heard it. What do you mean you have to do? We just it started in the, the show. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, safety dance. Like you can see, these bureaucrats are resigned. They know they got fucked over. Yeah, and it's like part of their bread and butter living, so they're a they're a uh, resigned to it. Yeah. So it's been an hour long deliberation. Now the thing is, the judge isn't really in on it. He doesn't oh. know he's supposed to be keeping them busy. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think he's... he should know. Yeah, I thought he was intentionally doing it. Right. You just assume it. Yeah. Uh, now the chemist report should come. Achoo! Whoa, I'm cured. Yeah, he's just battling on. You know, I guess what's up, uh, Doc? The the Brian O'Neill, uh, Barbara Streisand movie in San Francisco? Yeah. It ends, the third act has a judge. where they, they And he's crazy judge he's uh it's kind of a famous scene mm -hmm. and then i guess dan Aykroyd, nothing but trouble he plays a southern judge who uh right he was a grotesque looking no southern now, jersey he's drinking the contraband now these drugs are fantastic look at them they just can't wait and then they're, they're they're all piling up they won't let this guy on yeah oh no that was the captain who pulled them down but these drunks, they got to get them out of here. You had enough, buddy. I'm yeah. doing it for the liberty. Not for All right. For the liberty. Look at this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Came out of the Tin Man. Uh, well, they must contend. What's so, what is he eating? Like an Altoid? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. It was almost like he had snuff or Maybe tobacco snow. chew. Here's a chemist uh. report. Great. There's something important that comes in. He gets it. He gives it to this person. We wait as the audience for him to open it. He's so resigned. It's just funny to him, right? That's the personality quirk of this guy. They're blathering on. It's the second one. We want to know what's in this letter. This is just so well done. He looked at it. Here we go. Look at that. 1% alcohol. 1% alcohol. 96% W2O. Now look at the smile.
give a shout out to Henry III for getting lifted off a boat onto a horse. That's a great stunt. Well, That's I guess you're right. I don't like about the movie is that they'll now do that to our heroine. They already did that gag. I know, and it doesn't look like she's in. She looks like she's in pain when they do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. Carl. All right. So they say it's ninety. It's full of alcohol. They're like, wait, a minute, we got to go to the resort. And they go, and then they have the whole wild goose chase or pickled duck chase with that one bottle left where they throw it right. to everybody, and that would be it. They still get to it. I don't know. I think as a farce, they have to say this is the way the world works. It, if it's a coincidence, then it must be a miracle, yeah. and that this is how the things work, and, and uh, they're resigned to it. I don't know. Yeah, all right. I, I don't know. I thought it was clever, uh, but you're right. Okay, God damn it. Yeah, it's clever. I didn't say it wasn't. It is. Now, listen, at the end, they, the judge lets him go. He says, we're reducing the charges to a something obstruction, right? And they don't have to serve any time. They don't have to pay a fine. I kind of didn't get that. I also, why can't she drink? I know. Is... Why does he not like it? Because, oh, there she goes. All right. Upskirts, guys. Get your cameras. Arg. To the top of the sail. These guys are chugging away. They had an extra bottle. They could have just given it the honor. Drunk king. They were gone for two hours, three hours, and now it's just total chaos in town. We have won the bottle, and we're missing one person that I kicked off the boat. What are we supposed to do with this bottle? If, Brit if she was there. Oh, this is so cute. See, now they're so out on a date. Holly, so funny. He shoots a gun, and then he says, "Yeah, the gun's no good." He goes, "I yeah, thought you would it. say that." Here's a, take another gun. But she's great with her little uh, vanity mirror. Yes. Yeah. It does look like it hurts her as an actress. Yeah, and it's just a shitty thing for him to do. She was trying to drink the last bottle, basically. He won't let her, and now they're stuck with the one last bottle. Right now, this is kind of a movie fart. This is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. But, this is all in one take when they're throwing that bottle around. Look how they're kissing. Did you see them kiss? I, I never saw that before. Does that mean they're a couple? Maybe. I didn't realize they were kissing. Look, she's so great. He went a little scruffy bear. Cute. Now it's Polly's turn. So they're chasing the bottle. Right. Which has gone in. Oh, here, the Andrea Amash. That's where they're from. So the boat must have gone next door to Pony and Green. Little hams. All right, hamming up for the last bit of the movie. Of the now, singers. La, 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 la. Guy? Which one? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he, he is. Was at, he was at the fortune teller. <laughs> Uh, now he doesn't do he doesn't realize this but he saves the day now check yeah, out polly it's the ass scratcher she's yeah. so great he scratches her ass and then when it's her turn to shoot she shoots it off the vanity mirror and she shoots the one last bottle <laughs> oh thank god he didn't realize it would happen like the bureaucrats are laughing at this well, they're not. They're defeated. And he's well, like, these people don't deserve to be governed. I know. I love it. The marsh will rise again. Oh, free Whopper Day. 
Thank you, King. New chicken fries. Yo, new chicken. Dainty cheese. So now they're back to cheese. There's the boat. Landlocked. So her hand is around his back. They are now a couple, I guess. And they're holding oh, so court. The boat has become, somehow I missed this. The boat has become the cafe. Right. And the boat's been a lot, a lot larger, too. They have a dance floor. There's, uh, I don't know if he's a famous player, but Liberace. No, no, it's not Liberace. It's yeah, the captain. Liberace. It is the captain. And no alcohol is served. <laughs> and then the last line says, the end. Hey. Oh, what's the captain? Yeah, the boat looks a lot bigger. So him and Polly, they they stay on land. Her dream comes true. Captain's clear old biddle. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I enjoyed the movie. I think it could have ended better, as you know. I right. argued for the we whole argued movie. argued for the whole movie. But, but um, it was good. It was good. I think that um, they had a great actor in Richard Burton, and I don't think they knew it at this early time in his career. Um, I think he could have really done something with this film if he had. I mean, he wasn't on the boat. He doesn't have the romance. But um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really like this movie, I have to say. like, And again, I have to say, I, I don't know. I, th I thought, like, as a farce, it was really good. But it was just kind of fast, and all the characters were funny. Like, they uh, they really put some effort into it. And I never even seen that Richard uh, Livery guy, so kudos. Good job, dude. Well, uh, next week, Carl, we are going to watch uh, The Great Gabbo. I bet you there's no trailer. Let's see, maybe. Uh, this is from 1929, so there probably is no trailer. I'm typing it in with my PlayStation 4. Uh, the Grat Gabo. Funny. This was a, a Simpsons episode where the Great Gabo shows up and becomes more popular than Crusty the Clown. It is based on this movie, so I've heard about this uh, character from The Simpsons. There isn't a trailer, but they have the lollipop song. Well, you know, we should close on a different song, Carl. Oh, right. You're going to sing it. We'll skip the trailer this week. Okay, so let me go. So this is like 12 Days of Christmas. But instead of five golden rings, they do uh, three. Three's the number that they do. So let me find it. Pretty sure I wrote it. Are you going to karaoke it? Let me see if I have... Uh... Yeah, I could. Searched for a thousand ships. No, this is uh. All right, I sing you one o oh, green grow the rushes oh what is your one o oh? uh one is one and all alone and ever more shall be so so we keep going and then uh what is two o oh? so here we go I'm gonna sing the final lyric. I'll sing you twelve o oh, green grow the rushes o oh, what is your twelve o oh, twelve for the twelve apostles eleven for the eleven who went to heaven and ten oh. for the ten commandments nine for the nine bright shiners eight for the April rainers seven for the seven stars in the sky six for the proud walkers five for the symbols at your door four for the gospel makers three three the rivals what? two two lily white boys all clothed in green oh one and one and all alone and evermore shall be so 
Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas. Interesting how they're lily white boys. REM screen boy brushes. Yeah. This is the five symbols on it? your door. It's not the folk song, right? It's different. No, it's not. Oh, they're being postmodern. Damn you, stipend. Rapid eye movement. Stipend. That's so much Michael, money he gets. Yeah, he doesn't get residuals from his songs. He gets a stipend. <laughs> good one. Well, if you enjoyed that good one, hold your breath. In seven days, we will be back uh, in your inbox. In your YouTube notifications, in your podcast queue, and of course here on Mutiny Radio, we'll be back streaming first, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, Carl, people can check out Carl at carlsucks.com. Is carl.sucks work? And you can check me out at Spiegelmania, I guess, uh, here on the Twitter. Uh, Carl, this was a lot of fun. Thank you yes. so much. I never knew how the sausage was made until the switcheroo. Now I see all the effort you put in, and uh, wouldn't wish that on you. Hey, I should mention before. I think your your best one was the Elvis film. Yeah, and you did a pretty good job with um. Hey, Vern, uh, Ernest steals Christmas or whatever it was. Oh, and then Abbott Costello. Yeah, you did a good job with that one yeah, too. I did the right. Do a good job with uh Kill Killdozer. Yes, I'll never hear but that. Other than that, you're doing great switcheroos. Mention Killdozer, and I'll mention the funny joke at the end of Greengrass, the Russia, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, so we're come back to check us out. We'll be watching the 1929 movie, The Great Gabbo, yeah. uh, about a ventriloquist who goes crazy. Uh, so hold your breath, check it out, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Take care. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman,
Good evening. It's six o'clock here on the West Coast in San Francisco, California at the intersection of Florida and 22nd Street in the heart of the Mission District, to be precise. We are coming to you from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm. which is kind enough to give me, Perkins Warbeck, a weekly platform through which to share with the world what the world did not know that it it needed and is in perpetual need of exposure to the very finest of progressive rock and roll. Here on this show, The Gates of Delirium. Every week I bring you a curated stack of the very best of the genre of progressive rock and roll. We span the spectrum of all that it presents and offers. The virtuosity, the grandeur, the whimsy, the technical prowess, the expansiveness. the symphonic aspirations and everything else that goes into making progressive rock and roll the thinking man's rock and roll so says I Perkins Warbeck I dare you to disagree we are going to start off with a quirky piece from a band that put out one album in 1972 the name of the band is called Khan. It was featured Steve Hillage last effort before he went out on his own. It's called Mixed Up Man of the Middle. This is Khan from the album Space Shanty, 1972. Yeah. 
That was mixed up Men of the Mountain by Khan, featuring Steve Hillage and Dave Stewart here at the Cat. This is going to be an epic foray into the Tangerine Dream. This is Tangerine Dream live from Pergamon. Kishot Part 2. This is epic. Strap in, turn it up, and let yourself fly.
We just listened to Tangerine Dream performing live from Pergamon. We listened to the part two of Quixote. And there is Dimitri de Savannah, Pamelita Binyamin. The stir the straws, straws, the straw that stirs the drink here at Mutiny Radio. Just what, yes. <laughs> I feel sacred. And so, we are going to go into a full album coming up. My favorite band now, Popol Vuh, from Belgium, formed in 1971. This is from their album, Seligspreisung, which I looked up, translated from German, means beatitude. And it is a really lovely, lovely, European space hippie prog band that I'm sure you will love. This is Popol Vuh.
All right. Have a beautiful evening. The crew is leaving for the Wednesday evening open mic show at Asiento. If you're in the area, stop by at 21st in Alabama at Restaurant Asiento for excellent stand-up comedy under the stars. Support your local comedian and get drunk here in the Mission District in the heart of San Francisco. We are in the middle of listening to the entire album by Paul Vu entitled Selixpreisung, which means Beatitude. It's a mix of orchestral and traditional rock and roll instrumentation. It's very expansive and folkish and pensive, reflective. and powerful. We're going to return right now to Popol Vuh, Selig Spreisung. (laughs) 